Welcome to Library Life, the podcast where we talk about all things library. And some things not. My name is Jenna. And my name is Shana. And this week we're doing the Summer Reading Roundup. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week we're trying something a bit different. Uh, we're experimenting a little bit with the podcast as we head into fall, but what we're trying today is a micro episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to see how micro this is. <laughs> to be yes. honest, we recorded this once already and it was not mm-hmm. micro at all, so yeah. we're giving it another go to see how short our podcast makes out. So mm-hmm. if you like this format, let us know, and I guess you'll you'll know by the end of it. If we succeeded. Yeah, how long this is, so... What we're going to do in this episode is we wanted to just do a quick episode to talk about some of our summer reads. We took uh, some weeks off in the summer, so not all of our books were talked about on reading breaks. Mm -hmm. And there were some good ones that we thought were worth talking about, and there were also some bad ones. Yes. So we're going to tell you how many books we read in the summer, Mm -hmm. and then give our lowlights and our highlight. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Let's just get right into it. Okay. Shana, how many books did you read between June and... August. Okay, so I calculated it, and I think I've read 23 books. Good. Good showing. I think is a solid way. I know. It's like, it's probably hard to know, like, what's, I guess there's no good and bad. It's just, yeah. is, is or is not. Mm-hmm. I read 18. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? I counted it up right before this, and I forgot already. I read 18 books, which is actually remarkable for me. Yeah. I am a slow reader, normally, and I have no problem with that. I like to read and savor, and certain books take more time, Mm -hmm. but I think I just read more, like, summary reads, like, more things that were quick. Yeah, and I'm normally a very fast Yeah, Shana's like, I read a book this morning, and I was like, what? I've been (laughs) on this one for two weeks. (laughs) So, and I don't think speed matters. Like, you know when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I gotta be, like, the fastest one in class. Yes, you're like, oh, I gotta read this, but it's just first. I guess just how quickly you can comprehend Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I have no shame. I'm a slow reader. I don't always get all the details, as you know, if you are a regular listener. (laughs) And it's so funny. I remember in grade school, we had this, like, reading racetrack. Okay. And it was, like, 100 pages you got around the track or something. And I remember, I was such a keener. I was, like, (laughs) I I was, like, laughed everybody, like, six times. Oh, my goodness. I always think of that. I'm like, I might be a slow reader, but I still have the reading racetrack. And you got to win bubble bucks, they were called. And then oh there would be goodness. like an auction every month. Yeah. This teacher was a good teacher. Yeah. I don't I don't remember any other teachers doing that. But they'd be like stopping you could use your bubble bucks to buy it. Nice. Anyways, tangent. Micro episode! <laughs> I don't know if we're capable of that. Okay, so what was your highlight book? I thought we were going to start with our lowlights. What was your low light? <laughs> We're gonna end on the high note. That's a good, good plan. Good plan. <laughs> okay, so right at that like end of May, beginning of June, I didn't even finish this book, so this is why it's a low light. So it's No Proper Lady by Isabel Cooper. Okay. Um, I had read other Isabel Cooper books and I enjoyed them. She kind of writes like historical romance, or, okay. like kind of in that genre. Yeah. So this one, I was going through Libby and I came across this one. I was like, oh. This is kind of historical romance meets, like, post-apocalyptic time traveling. What, what, where is it, Sheena? (laughs) Post-apocalyptic. Yes. I I shouldn't give you a hard time, but I can't help myself. Anyway. 
anyways, the premise of this book is um, you have Joan, who's the main character. She's from the very future. Okay. Where demons have taken over the world and and has enslaved, like, humanity. Okay. So she's essentially being sent back in time to, like, kill the magician. Oh, like a a kill Hitler kind of situation. Yeah, kind of. Basically, right? Okay, yeah. And then um, Simon is the guy from back in time. That she falls in love with. Yes, obviously. So she ends up, like, on his estate and, like, he's also, like, a magician. Oh, that sounds promising. It sounds super promising, right? But I was, like, reading it and, like, the first chapter was good. Like, and then she went back in time and, like, the whole thing is just, like, she has to learn to be a lady, like, a proper oh. lady of the time. I was kind of, like, like ugh. ugh. Yeah. I was, like, I've read this story before. And also, I just don't want to read this again. And I don't want to read it again. Yeah. It kind of, like... Is it old? When did this book come out? That feels kind 2011. of... 2011. I was going to say, that feels like kind of a passe, like older idea like become a lady like it's not on trend now yeah so i mean i don't know and the average like rating on goodreads it's like three out of five so i mean it's kind of low it's kind of low but yeah so that was my low light i like isabel cooper in general i've read her other other books by her but this one just didn't do it for you this one was kind of okay what was your low light jenna okay i i have always have a tough time talking about books I don't like. Yeah, me too. Okay, I don't have a tough time, but I feel bad. <laughs> I can talk about it, no problem. I feel bad because I understand how much work it is to write a book. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of writers who work very hard and I respect them as people. They're lovely. And sometimes I read their books and I'm just like, ooh, oof, not for me. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of times I have no problem with saying like, oh, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't my genre, whatever. But then sometimes you read one and you're like, whoa, that's just not great. And it's not just a not not for me situation. So anyways, all that being said, uh, I have a lot of respect for Jane Urquhart. And I really enjoyed the stone carvers by her. I think she's a great Canadian writer. However, I tried to read, I, <laughs> I tried to read um, The Underpainter by Jane Urquhart in August this mm-hmm. summer and I picked up this book at a book sale like ages ago and it was rough. It was so I, I was it's super intriguing. So what it's about is this guy's a painter and he's like in his eighties and he's remembering his life and mm-hmm. he went to this like um beach house with his dad and his mother dies when he's a child. He goes to this beach house and he meets this lady named Sarah and he paints her. She's, like, his model. Yeah. And it's about, also, like, he makes friends with this guy who owns a china shop. And he ends up going to war, this guy. So it's a lot about, like, how World War II... It's a historical book because mm-hmm. he's kind of recounting his life. So it kind of takes place in, like, the early 1900s to, like, an onwards. Yeah. So he... It's about his friend who was in the war and, like, PTSD and stuff like that. So it sounds, like, really interesting. And there were moments that were touching... And just really poignant, like, especially when he's, she's doing the childhood of the main character. Mm-hmm. Like, when his mother dies and, and scenes with his mother where they would, like, walk around this graveyard. Like, just stuff that I thought was, oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. But the book is, like, stream of conscious. Ooh. Which is really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was, like, I, I think I had, like, 100 pages left and I just couldn't finish. Yeah. And you I DNF'd it. 
Like I did. Or Dina. Did not finish. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just <laughs> never hear it said out loud. I always just see it on the screen. Yeah. Dina, I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. And it was, it was rough. Like, was this, where did in the lineup of, like, was this the, one of the first books she wrote or, like, near the last one? That's a good question. I'm not sure... She had written other stuff before this, for sure, okay. that had, like, won awards. That's why. And I know that your theory is that if people win awards and they're not edited as much after... Yeah, they're kind of given more free reign to yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah, and that could be true. This just didn't do it for me, the style of it. I felt like, because of the stream of conscious stuff and, like, them remembering, like, there were certain pieces where it's, like, we never... At least the part I read. I never really got to see how the relationship with Sarah, the model, started. Like, we saw moments of their mm-hmm. relationship... And he was also kind of a terrible character, a terrible person, the main character. Oh, that's rough. Which is okay, but, like, when you're already, like, okay, stream of consciousness, like, not a very nice main character. You have to have something to redeem your, your not nice characters. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, I, I didn't mind him as a character. It was just, it was just slow. And all those things, I was just like, no. Yeah. Like, I read the Stone Carvers instead by her. It's much better. But okay. let's end on a positive note. Yes. What was your highlight? All right, so my highlight is Emerald Blades by Alona Andrews. I have talked about Alona Andrews and this series before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the writing duo of um, The Married Couple. Yeah, it's got a green cover. I saw it's it at got the grocery a green store. Cover. <laughs> and I was like, Gina! I, you weren't with me, but I was thinking about you. Um, yes, yeah, so this is the fifth book in the Hidden Legacies series. And this is the second book um, with this main character, Catalina. So, like, the first three books are with her older sister, mm-hmm. and then, like, that arc kind of gets wrapped up. Yeah. And then this is, like, a new story arc. Oh, okay. Um, and I really like her as a character. I have like, a question, though. Could you come into the story of this book or no? Yeah. No, not this one. The one before. The Sapphire Flames or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay, yeah. But, like, yeah, the book Like, you don't have four. to read the first one thing you were talking about. No, you don't have to read the first one. So, like... The first three. Yeah, so it's kind of like the Hidden Legacies, but then it's like Catalina Baylor Trilogy number two. Oh, okay, if yeah. that yeah. kind of makes oh, sense. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. This story was really good. I mean, it's still in that family. The family dynamic is really great in this book. Mm-hmm. It's like the main character, so she has like two sisters. Like the first, her oldest one is the first three books, and then she's a younger sister, and then she has two cousins that live with them. Yeah. And her mom and, her, and the grandma. Okay. And the grandma's, like, a mechanic and like, does wonders with cars. And her mom is, like, a vet. Like Mercy. Yeah, like Mercy. From uh, Patricia, Patricia Briggs. Yeah. Her mom is a vet and is dealing with some, like, PTSD okay. stuff. She's a sniper. Okay. Yeah, so the, and this the world is fascinating. Like, they all kind of have these, like, gifts. And they're right. part of, like, um, they're a new emerging house. Oh, right. Urban fantasy. Yes. Urban fantasy. Oh, yeah. That's how urban fantasy works. I always forget. Yeah. So they're a new emerging house. Um, So it's... And they've just... They're about to reach the end of their grace period where, like, no other houses can attack them or, like... So it's kind of, like, her figuring out her stuff. And it's also, like, mystery because they run a private detective agency. Oh, classic. Classic. I think I remember you talking about the earlier books in another episode. Yes. So, I mean, love interest is also great. Very, like... um, there's lots of stuff there. It's not two-dimensional. Oh, that's good. Yes. Always so, a good I mean, book. I like Alona Andrews a lot. She's one of my favorite authors. I, like, bought this book on my Kobo, like, the day that it came out and, like, finished it. Is it, like, one day. of those things where it's like, oh, it's midnight. I can buy oh, yeah. this book yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing about ebooks, right? Yeah. So do recommend Alona Andrews and the Hidden Legacy series. But, yeah. 
Okay. Jenna, what's your highlight? My highlight was, um, what do you call it when it's like an unsuspected win? The underdog. It's not an underdog, though. It's like... Black horse. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the dark horse <laughs> of my summer reading. So this book is called Joe and Lori, and it's by Margaret Stoll and Melissa de la Cruz. Mm-hmm. Have you talked about Melissa de la Cruz before? I've definitely read Melissa okay, de la Cruz. Okay, because I was going to say, I knew that name, and I figured it was because you talked so about it on a very break. prolific YA author. Okay, yeah. This is a YA book, and I don't read as much YA these days, um, but I'll tell you what this one's about. So this is kind of a retelling of Little Women, where I don't think it's a spoiler to say Joe and Lori end up together. Because that's the title of the book. The Joe whole, and Lori. Yeah. That's the whole point of this retelling. And I was super skeptical. I saw it on the new book list mm-hmm. at the library. And I was like, what is that? I wasn't sure if I should be delighted or horrified when I saw this retelling. I am a big Little Women fan. Like a big fan. Yes, you are. Very big. I just, I love the 90s movie with Winona Ryder. I just think that story is so timeless of sisterhood and mm-hmm. life. And I, I, part of what I love about it is that Joe ends up with the right person for her. Yeah. Not like the dream boy yes. of Lori. And mm-hmm. I think that's just such like a true telling of life. Yeah. And um, I like the book Little Woman. I listened to the audiobook a few years ago. It is. It's long. It's long. It's a little preachy, especially in the first half. Yeah. But it's good. I got, I think it has good things to say. It's just, like, it's yes. written in a style of its time. But it's, it's great. I love it. So, anyways, this book is, like, a retelling. And I didn't know if it was just going to be, like, like, like totally what, uh, ripping it apart. Yeah. I didn't know. And I'm not one of those people who's, like, super, like, I think it's dangerous to be too reverent mm-hmm. about classics. Yes. Agreed. Like, some people I saw were like, how could you ever even think of doing that to Little Women? And I'm like... Hey, like, go for it. Why not? Yeah. Like, why not reimagine it? Like, that doesn't bother me. So, what this is set up is the premise is you know how Little Women and Good Wives were originally written as separate books. Yeah. Now we see them together, like part one and part two of Little Women. Okay. So it's still Joe in the book and all the characters of the book. Yeah. It's very meta because it's like Joe has written Little Women, mm-hmm. and in the book Little Women that she wrote in the book (laughs) it's all like the same characters from little women but they have different lives because it'll be like oh joe wrote little women and she changed it so that you know meg it was like one of those things is like meg ends up with mr brooks brook is it brooks i think it's brook anyways she ends up with john brook in little women real life yeah proper little little one proper that's what i say it and then in this retelling of it she's not with him and like one of the storylines is how embarrassing it is that joe set her up with the neighbor tutor because that's not because she thought it would be fun and funny um so it's very meta so like and the book starts when little woman has come out and her publisher wants her to write a sequel yeah which would be good wise but joe is like struggling with the fact that she doesn't want to put write the future for her sisters she doesn't want anything to change so it's like the same Struggles. Struggles that Joe goes through in the Good Wives part of Little Women, Mm -hmm. but retold in a new way. And Lori's there, and uh, they do all these shenanigans. So it's really fun, and I thought the characters were really well done. That's good. In terms of, it felt like Joe. Yeah. And it felt like Meg and Amy. 
Um, so Lori. I and Lori, and it, it was so fun to see how the author like did this sort of parallel storyline. Like mm-hmm. they go to New York, but not the way it happens in, in Little Women. Little Women, and um, and also like it is fun to see how Joe and Lori could get together. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like like I said a dark horse, really surprising. I thought it could have been so so bad. Yeah. But I thought it was really good, really fun. I read it, like, in a weekend when we were at a my aunt and uncle's cottage. I just, like, mm-hmm. hunkered down and zoomed through it. And it was fun. I I um, would recommend it if you're a Little Woman fan and you're just looking for a fun take. Especially if you were one of the people who were like, I can't believe she didn't end up with Lori. Yes. If you shipped her and Lori. <laughs> yeah. So, it, and I think it's timely, too, with, like, the new Little Woman yeah. movie that came out. Yeah, so that was our summer of reading. lowlights and highlights. Yeah, I hope you like that. It's a little different than what we normally do. Yeah. Kind of like a bit of an extended reading break. We thought this might be a good way to maybe put out episodes more frequently. Yeah, so we're experimenting, as they said in the beginning, with different lengths and yeah. different stuff. Yeah, the next episode coming out is also going to be a little different, but yeah. it'll be longer. Yes. So... Yeah, if you are into that, let us know. Let us know what you read this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to carry on the summer reading vibes yes. into September. I just like reading things that aren't too big of a deal. Yep. Although I say that and I'm like, I read a Jane Urquhart book. <laughs> so I just read whatever I want. But there's a certain pleasure in reading yes. something light in the summer. Yes, there is. So let us know what you're up to. If you have any recommendations as we head into fall. We are all ears. You can be friends with us on Goodreads. Jana is now using Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause for Shana. She's using Goodreads. So if you want to see all our reading, I feel like a little, a little like a vanity. I'm like, who really cares what I'm reading? <laughs> but if that's your jam, be friends with us. Yeah. And you can also reach out to us on Twitter at Library Life Pod, Instagram at Library Life Pod, and email at Library Life Podcast at gmail.com This concludes episode 30 of Library Life. May the good books be long and the bad books be short. Until next time.